Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. Brighton gets their revenge. Spurs going to spur? Or are they? Is Newcastle in the new top six? And Jesse Marsh survives another week. So right now we are here with Andrew. Chris is going to be popping in in a little bit. Andrew, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, thank you. How are you? Good. You celebrated a birthday? I did. I'm 42 now. 42. They all yeah. kind of blend together after a while. But yeah, I mean, birthdays still are alive, right? Yeah. I I did go axe throwing. I actually a uh, couple. That's such a forty-two-year-old birthday. One hundred percent. If it was a judo class, it would have been just as perfect. Um, yeah. Two things. You've seen the film in Bruges, right? Of course. Yes. Um, so the writer director of that. Yes. Wrote a new film. Yes, uh, I want to see it Colin so bad. Farrell and Brandon Gleason again. It's called oh, the, Banshees the Banshees of Sharon. Yeah. And it's incredible. It's I've sad. Heard. Don't get me wrong. It's sad. Oh, that makes it Very, even better. I love sad movies. I ready. I think Colin Farrell's an incredible actor. I think this might be his best performance I've ever seen. It is absolutely oh, incredible. Wait. Yeah, well, I watched so, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies over the weekend. So, yeah, because it's like horror weekend. That's right. How was it? I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was excellent. It was so fun. It kind of, I kind of called the ending, which I don't love, but it was still fun. The problem with you and me, because we're right around the same age, is that we're both um, right on the cusp of being both Gen X and yes. uh, millennials. Yep. And yep. Uh, like millennial humor, I'm into it. Millennials. I, yeah. I got no beef. I know everybody hates the generations after them. Not me. You guys are okay. No, we're all right. We don't identify really fully with either. And I think that makes us uh, a cool. To both. Well, don't say hip. I wasn't going to say no. that. I would actually, I'm going to keep saying hip because um, the more I say it, the more it pisses off my kids. And frankly, I'm, I'm down for that all the time. Because they're not millennials. <laughs> no, they are definitely Gen Z. <laughs> they're Gen Z. All right. Go we ahead, are not, we're not a film podcast, nor are we a, uh, I don't know, a soci- sociology podcast. Or an axe throwing podcast. No, we aren't. We are a Premier League podcast. And there was, I actually have a ton of storylines. I don't think we'll get to all of them, nor should we. But uh, I think we will start with Leeds over Liverpool um, for multiple reasons. Jesse Marsh survives another week. This is a big win uh, for Leeds. And it shows really like kind of what's going on at the bottom of the table that if you can get victories, it gives you some good breathing room. Leeds is up to 15th with that win um and man liverpool languishing at nine they have a plus eight goal differential but if we remember earlier in the season they walloped uh bournemouth right yeah Yeah, yeah and so they that that goal differential really isn't indicative with how they've played the rest of the season so um man i 
I don't know what to make of Liverpool. We talked a little bit about it last week, but we did. Liverpool's an enigma. I they don't are. I don't get how they can beat you. They beat United, right? No, they beat City. They beat City. And then oh, they sorry. lost yeah. two teams in the relegation zone in back-to-back weeks or in the relegation fight. But then today they went out and won 2-0 in the Champions League. So um it is I yeah, I don't know what to make of this Liverpool team. Um, but but yeah, it's and they they Ilion Melier had a great game. He had a number of great saves. Liverpool really pounded leads. Um the first they goal they really did. They absolutely they had more than double possession time. Um yeah. I think I texted uh you guys when there was like a five-minute stretch when Leeds was uh, absolutely impeccable. Yeah. They were just firing on goal. They looked incredible. And then I kept watching, and they replicated that maybe two more times for a total of 15 minutes. They, I don't understand. Liverpool dominated every aspect of the game, and I know this is what I bring up when I watch Tottenham matches. Um, they just couldn't get it in the net, right? Yep. Yeah, um, but and then critical Liverpool, errors by Joe Gomez and Allison that led to that first goal with that 100%. bad yep. back pass by Gomez and then Allison slipping, um, and then a great goal by Somerville at the end, um, which which actually led to my celebration of the week. I, <laughs> did you see Jesse Marsh on the sideline I did. after Somerville scored? I did. And, and he was he was doing the the like uh, dip snap. He's like over there doing the dip snap on the sideline. And was I was it. like, "What? That's the most American." I mean, I don't know if Brits dip snap or if you, even if you guys know what it is, but it's you know when you use your index finger, it's meant for like packing chewing tobacco. Yep, and so. It's you. It's hold- a very American thing. Yeah. I'm imagining it's very American. So to see him on the sidelines, like dip snapping after the goal, I'm like, "How old are you, Jesse?" But I still liked it. I still gave it my celebration of the week because it was so insane and and weird and bizarre. But no, it was good. It was. Um, I, I I hate to say it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's fun. It's nice to see. Um, <laughs> I'm as an American, I love uh, celebrations. Yeah, <laughs> uh, American football specifically, I love it when people flex. I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. I love when he does the flex. Um, I love something silly, and uh, that was a good one. I think it was like it doesn't seem like premeditated though. It just felt like that's what, that's what he does for his, his celebration. And I think that's what I found both amusing and kind of awkward if I'm being honest, but um, I'm happy for leads. I've got a soft spot. We have a soft spot for leads and I, I don't want them to go down for, for lots of reasons, unless wolves go down, then I want, you know, misery loves company, but uh, Wait, why do we have a soft, a uh, soft spot for leads? Uh, they've got multiple Americans on the team. They're coached oh. by American. Kyle chose them a couple of seasons ago when they came up. They played a, a really exciting style of football at that time. And so Chris and Kyle and I all just kind of like liked them. Then they had a coach, Bielsa, who who we all really liked. And everyone liked him, even Leeds fans. But um, 
but th- now they've got the American manager and a couple American players. So that's why we have traditionally had a, had a soft spot for them, but you're free not to, of course. No, I, um, I'm, I would really enjoy if the Americans did well, I yeah. just happen to hate their kits more than any other kits. Maybe not more than Newcastle's. Not more than Newcastle. No, I'm talking about in the World Cup, obviously. Oh, American. Oh, you were yeah. switching to America's kits. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Remember. No, I was specifically talking about the World Cup American kits. Not I it. No, those are yeah. garbage. Yeah. All right, keep leading us. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, leads big, big win for them. Uh, and with Liverpool dropping, there's a team that. Dare I say it? I heard a commentator a few weeks ago call it the new the top seven. Uh, that Newcastle is is has created and and will create a top seven in the Premier League. Um, Wait, but, are we talking about Fulham? No, we're talking about uh, Newcastle oh. being in the top, like breaking in. So instead of the top six, there's a top seven now with Newcastle and potentially with their money and kind of what they're doing with that club that. They sh- they'll probably be perennial top seven club. But my argument is with Liverpool languishing and struggling so bad, uh, will there just still be a top six with Newcastle replacing uh, Liverpool? Hey, so the good. top six traditionally then is Arsenal, City, Tottenham, United, Chelsea, and Liverpool, correct? Yep. And Newcastle... What's funny is, um, you know how I'm the new guy. Yeah, I do. Every single time, Newcastle feels like an old club. They are an old club. They are a a very traditional club. Like they've been around for for a long time. They've just been shit for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been garbage. Like I, I used to say that their previous ownership was so horrible that uh, with Kyle and and Kemi. I would often say like, don't even bother considering Newcastle, consider every other team, but don't consider Newcastle. Cause they're such dog shit. Their owner's horrible. Um, don't even consider them. But once they got purchased by the Saudis last, last winter, um, they've obviously invested really well. And um, Eddie, Howe, their manager has done really well and they've added really good pieces. And so, they're an exciting team. If you can get over the blood money. Um, <laughs> I you know. can't. I, know. I really can't. Hey, can I list the, um, as the new guy, can I list the other teams that I think that feel like mainstays, even though I hate some of them? Yeah. So Everton is probably, it feels like a traditional club, right? They, they are, yeah. They've been in the Premier League for a long time. Or Fulham. Top flight. Yeah, Fulham. Um, now, well, nope. Fulham's been around, but they're what's considered a yo-yo club that they just go down and come back up and down and come back up. So, got it. Uh, Crystal Palace feels like a good mid-tier standard. They've been, yeah, they've been around for a while, but I don't think they they've they've definitely been down in the last couple decades. Did I say West Ham already? You didn't. No. They feel like only because they got referenced on the IT crowd. Yeah, but that's because they're a London club. So, but, so but they're not. It has been up. They have been up uh, for a, for a while too. 
All right then. All right. Yeah. So I'm still learning. Yeah. Uh, Brighton. Wait. What would you? What would you have included that I missed? Uh, as clubs that have been like mainstays in the top flight for a long time. Yeah. Like let's say mid tier. Let's say seven through thirteen or so. That's probably it. I think the rest of the clubs have all been down um, below the top flight in the last decade off the top so, of my head. So I know, I know Everton's the longest running club in the premier league. Cause they just, I think Arsenal actually is, but Everton's up there as well. Gotcha. So those two got it. Other than that, which one would surprise me that they've been around longer than I might think they would have been? I don't know. I think you kind of got it. Like those, those, the like Aston two. Villa is relatively new, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we say new to the top flight. Like Aston Villa Wolves are like founding members of the of English football. So they, they've been around longer than most of the other clubs, but they've just bounced from championship to League One to Premier League and back and forth. So really the ones that you mentioned are really kind of the ones – that have been around and even man Manchester city has been down in the uh, championship in the last couple of decades. So, Got it. all right, well, yep. good more, you know, there you, go. there you go. Chris is with us. Hey, Chris, what's up boys. Hey, we've talked about Leeds beating Liverpool. We talked about Newcastle. Um, so we're just kind of rolling through um, Spurs Tottenham with a couple good uh, comebacks one over the weekend and then one today in the champions champions league. We're recording on a Tuesday night because of uh, Halloween last night, Chris and I were out with kids. So, um, but, but I think, yeah, Tottenham with, with a great comeback, man, when they were down two nil to, to Bournemouth over the weekend, I thought, Oh shit, this is it. This is what we've been dreaming of for Andy to really <laughs> an experience so that he can, if he's going to choose Tottenham, he should choose them with full knowledge of what they're capable of. And they rallied. It was um, very satisfying. Thank you, Bentacor. And by the way, I don't know why his name feels so awkward. <laughs> it does. It's B-E-N-T-A-C-U-R. Yeah. It's like, it feels like I should be saying Betancourt. I don't know why that feels more natural, but Bintakur, you know, feels weird. By the way, I make fun of Fjordborg, um all the time, too, just because, you know, Swedish names are fun. Um, you circle through your O. There's, there's problems. Yeah. It's so it, it's just inviting uh, jokes. Um, no, uh, Tottenham is starting slow, like they're starting every single game. I'm trying not to say swear words, Nate, but this team is the let's fix things in the second half of every. Oh, I hate it. Um, could be worse. Could never, be wolves and just never fix anything. Just <laughs> sure, sure, absolutely. Um, but they just don't start strong, and I don't enjoy it. We don't need to turn this into a Spurs podcast. So, but do you know, um, 
the more you know, do you know this like little saying that two two nil is the like sc- like scariest or more susceptible lead in in football? Have have As we been to, to one nil? Yeah, like two nil, two nil. There's probably no stats to go with it, or maybe there are, but it's probably more anecdotal than anything. Right, but, that the but, idea of being down two is worse than being down one. No, the opposite. That like a two nil lead. If you're if you're up two nil, that's like dangerous. You're more susceptible to losing a two nil game than one nil because that's when, literally what I just said. No, you said the opposite. I don't think that's true. Well, we can listen to the recording later, and then I'll either yeah. apologize you to you when I'm editing, or I'll be uh, sending you a little snippet. But either way, yes, that you're more susceptible to losing when you're winning 2-0 because you kind of let the foot off the gas a little bit. Right. It's unlikely that somebody will be able to score two goals because, you know, scoring goals is hard. So maybe you'll let one happen, but because you let the one happen, then it changes the momentum and all sorts of stuff. Yep. Yep. So typically it's when a team goes up two nil in like the 30th minute and it's like, okay, be careful. Don't let your foot, the foot off the gas. So I think for Spurs to come back, cause they came back, they were down two nil at halftime, right? That is correct. Yeah. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. So by the way, Devin Booker's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I know. I saw you raise your hands and I saw Chris look up. You guys are both watching Suns while I'm trying to lead a fucking podcast. And I'm not. No. Trying, not swear. Language. Hey, Language. All, I heard, all I heard in that whole Andy Rand Spurs and blah, 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 was that Spurs are the Arizona Cardinals of the Premier League. No, actually, uh, this is going to hurt your feelings. The Spurs are better than the Arizona Cardinals. That's the Arizona true. Cardinals are trash. Well, last time I checked, they both suck in the first half. Well, yeah, but what about they, the second the, half? The Cardinals also <laughs> suck in the second half. Yeah. That's that's the, that's where it breaks down. But let's move on. Uh, I do want Chris to share a little bit. I have some nice things to say about United, and I want Chris oh. to be able to hear him. Um, but this before is amazing. We, but before we get there, um, I do just want to highlight Brighton's victory over Chelsea over the weekend. Uh, not a small, not a small victory either. A, a, a I think it was three one, right? Three one victory, four one victory for Brighton over Chelsea. Chelsea, I think, had two own goals in that match. Um, Trossard with a brilliant goal. Um, I think for Brighton, that's a huge win because they come out and beat their former manager. That I mean, it just got beautiful revenge victory for them to to go out and beat Graham Potter. And I'm sure that feels great for those guys. Drops Chelsea out of the top six, right? We yeah. know they're still in the six. Oh, they're in the sixth spot right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah United jumped them. So uh, great win for, for Brighton. Just wanted to, wanted to highlight that. Also, we should mention Arsenal still at the top. They're still winning. Um, they're legit. I still, I don't think they're going to have the gas to, to beat City. I still think City is a, a good bet to win the league, but 
But at this point, I don't see why Arsenal wouldn't finish top two or three. They look great. Um, I would like to bring up a point that um, one of the first things that like really drove things home for me was Chris saying uh, early on, it matters who you play when yeah. he was talking about how Arsenal is might not have been that good early on. Yeah. Chris, um, using your own logic, and this isn't an I gotcha moment. This is, I assume you're a fair and rational human being. I'd like yeah. your thoughts on Arsenal. No, well, I said it. At the, I said it at the time, especially even when United beat them. Yep, they're they're good. I yeah. I fully said it at the time. Who you play does matter. Um, you know they they beat Spurs three one. They beat Liverpool three. That was a bullshit game, by the way. We're uh, playing that one under protest. I thought so. this was. I thought this wasn't a Tottenham podcast. And no, no. go ahead and keep going, Chris. I guess, but that was a bullshit game. Go ahead. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. Well, then you're kind of making my my point for me then by arguing that that was a BS game because that's probably their best win of the season. They haven't played City. They got beat by United. So I fully expect them to be top four. I think they're really good. They're really young and they're really fun to watch. Um, they're really yeah, I don't, fun to watch. I, I don't see them winning the league. No, I, I don't see them winning the league either. I think it would be a travesty if they finish out of the top four, though. Yeah, it would be quite the fall if they actually did finish outside of the top four, um, especially this season with Liverpool being down. Yeah. United starting so slow. Chelsea looking not great. I, yeah. I can't see how they fall out of top four. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're just yep. good. Yep. And they're you fun to watch, and that matters to me. Yeah. I don't understand how they can play that level for that long. They're going to wear down, right? That's what's going to be really interesting because this style usually grinds on teams the hardest. Sure. Uh, I mean, you didn't get to see Leeds under uh, Bielsa. Bielsa, but they were like nonstop. And it was, it, I mean, their whole team was just about the training that they put in and their cardio to be able to continue to do it. So I think they're, they're kind of getting a little lucky in that they've only had to play in spurts so far. Like the schedule has been disjointed and not on purpose, but it has been with the queen's death and teams missing a couple games, um, postponements due to, you know, Europa or champion leagues matches. Um, and then they're going to get the world cup break here in a couple of weeks. So they're getting lots of breaks to kind of be able to stay fresh when we're really going to find out if they can hold the pace is in end of February, early March. And they're playing, you know, all their best guys are playing twice a week against top clubs. That's when we're really going to know, but for now they're doing phenomenal. It and also helps Andrew, that they're not in the champions league, right? No, but they're in Europa. So they still have to play oh. matches. And the other thing that's interesting, Andrew, that, we'll start to see some of this play out um, as the cup, as the cups continue and as teams continue further in the cup, this is where the managers really have to make choices, particularly those who are playing in Europe where Tottenham has to say, we're not going to roll out our best squad for the FA cup or the Carabao because we've got champions league this like in a couple of weeks and we've got all these matches. And so, you, you start to see some of that. And already today, 
uh, Tim was pissed at Klopp's team selection because he basically rolled out their top, uh, their top squad when they were already through. Like they hadn't won their group yet, but they were already through to the group, the round of 16. And Tim's like, what is Klopp doing? Like we're languishing in the league. Why would he be putting his best squad out there for not really a meaningless game, but a game that they doesn't have as much impact. So you'll start to see that more and more. Like, do we care about the FA cup or should we, play different players right yeah no and liverpool actually they were going to win their group almost regardless so i no, i they, they I, weren't going to win it they were through well they were going to yeah. pass through i'm sorry yeah i i wonder more if that's a function of they're sitting in ninth and have looked not great let's get everybody on the pitch and try and get this thing worked out potentially yeah that's fair that's fair that's, but that's still like risky when you've got yeah, for sure now, now, Salah, Egypt didn't make the World Cup, so Salah's going to get a huge break here for a six-week break. Um, so he he might be thinking, I can afford to roll out some of these guys because, you know, particularly Salah, I guess, won't be playing. Come. Also, let's not bury the lead. Should we mention that all four EPL teams are advancing to the uh, next round? Yeah. In no, the Champions that's... League? That's next in my talking point. So, oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump the gun? No, you're great. That's right. All four teams are through. So, that's good. That's pretty typical for the Premier League at this stage. Um, So, I texted you guys because I was uh, looking at this and I was kind of blown away. And you guys are like, yeah, this kind of happens all the time. Yep. That's right. So, all right. Can Um, we rank the leagues real quick? Is the EPL number one without a doubt? Yeah. We talked about this last week. We talked about this last time, two weeks ago. Yeah. Let's Chris move wants, on. Chris wants to hear me talk about United because he has to jump off again. <laughs> I'm only going to say a couple things. One, Ten, Ten Hag is really likable. I watched his post-match interview. He reminds me of Klopp when I first started watching before I started hating Klopp. Not hating Klopp, that's strong. Before I started getting annoyed by Klopp, that's what Ten Hag re- reminds me of. So, I just want to tell you that, Chris. And then did you hear this crazy fact, Chris, that United just celebrated their 85th year in a row of featuring someone from their academy in the match day squad? I did not hear that, but that is awesome. 85 years in a row. So it was Marcus Rashford. He's from their academy. Um 85 years in a row of every match. I don't know if it's just in league. I didn't, I didn't get all of that. Those details, it might be in every competition, but pretty remarkable that they've had a player from their Academy. And that's what Ten Hog was talking about. And that's, I think why they brought up that status. He was just talking about the Academy and how, you know, he's proud of their Academy guys. And, and it's great to see Marcus Rashford. We've been talking about him for a couple of weeks now, but Rashford's, firing on all cylinders right now. Um, I think he had a, did he have a shot off the post early on in the match, but yeah. And then he and scored then that he header. Scored, yeah. The header and it was his hundredth goal for United. That's so great. yeah, it was beautiful. Nice, nice header, fun one to watch. It looked good on tape. It was a great cross by Erickson too. So um, yeah, I, this oh yeah, that was a great cross from Erickson. Yeah, Erickson's was, so good, man. Uh, 
that yeah, the fact that they signed him for free is just ridiculous. I wish he would have stayed at Brentford for the storyline of it, but I get it. Um, I'm glad he didn't, but I get it for sure. For sure. I think yeah. it just, you understand it, why he would, but I think the biggest thing that like, as a fan, we're starting to see with Ten Hag is that he legitimately has a system and he's installing it and installed it. And every week there's a new wrinkle to it. Like you can tell he's playing the long game. It's something that, the previous managers have not done or been good about. Um, I know for years we've railed on the short corners, Nate. Yeah. But Ten Hag uses short corners and has scored goals off of them. And I'm like, oh, so that's why coaches do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, under Ole or these other guys, they were just kicking the ball to the back post, hoping someone would head it in. And they're, I mean, he's just so smart about his players. And And it's just finally fun to watch this unit that like you knew was talented, but couldn't put it all together to actually be playing like a full unit, well-oiled machine for the most part, you know, he's positioning guys in great spots, you know, even in the corners, he's doing short corners, either to, to Bruno or to Erickson. And then they're passing in and out of it. It's just, it's like fun to watch. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's great. United's up to fifth. Now uh, they've got a game in hand on the two teams in front of them. So they can't really catch Spurs with that game in hand, but they could leapfrog United. So they're in good they're in good position um, in the league table and playing better. So yeah, you want that moment, and that's and that's important. That's, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Was going into this season, it was like, okay, can this group of talent work, or is it the players? Is it the manager? What what what's been the problem the last you know few years? They had that one two years ago where they finished in second place and it was like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Give only the job full time. And then they were just a shit show after that. So it's fun. It's fun to be a United fan right now to have someone in charge. who's clearly doing a great job. I think he's probably going to be the runaway manager of the year. Um, I don't know who else, you know, I, Arteta, if if they, if they finish, if, if Arsenal finishes top, three i would say if if arsenal finishes above united it'll be hard not to give it to arteta honestly yeah. as much I, as you I, like ten hog but no one thought yeah. Ars, Ars, arsenal would be that high either right now yeah but everyone was picking arsenal well above united and now it's it's a it's a good argument if both those teams end up like if it goes city arsenal united united city united arsenal there's arguments for sure to be made either way so but um yeah, he's a breath of fresh air and he's he's seems like kind of like more of a no nonsense guy, like all the Ronaldo stuff he's dealt with. You know, it's been pretty firm. And even, uh, you know, Anthony, I don't know if you guys saw him do the double spin move in the cup game on, on Thursday. He was like, yeah, that's not what we want to be doing. We're up to or whatever. Um, and then he didn't play Anthony over the weekend. So, um, you know, he's definitely running the show there and it's good to have someone who knows what he's doing running the show finally well i have one last thought uh with united but it requires us to talk about red cards uh there was a red card over the weekend and it went to diego costa of wolves uh which really just sucks again for for wolves we now are without a striker again for three more matches violet conduct i don't know if you guys saw it but costa with a headbutt um 
It was it, in like the 98th minute. Yeah, too. it was it was ridiculous. Um, ben Me kind of leaned his head into Costa first. So there was there's some there was some sense in which it's like, dude, me should have got at least a, a card for it, a yellow. But Diego re- reacted. And crazy thing is that that's his first red card in Premier League, which is insane, like very shocking because he's such a hothead. But it brings up the question, should Ronaldo come? That's why I want to bring it up. Should <laughs> Ronaldo come to Wolves? Would he lower himself enough? And would I lower myself enough to, to actually uh, root for him? Uh, I don't know if I would. But if it saved us from relegation, yes, I would. It would uh, yeah, it would be 100% worth it if it gets you out of relegation. Uh, you know, c- clearly he can still play at some level. <clears throat> I think the biggest problem is that there's just young guys better than him at United. Like they have better options. Like when Anthony Martial is healthy, he's a better option. Playing Marcus Rashford up front with what he's doing right now, he's a better option. And so it's like, it's almost painful when United plays him because they're just force feeding him the ball so much. And when he's not out there, they play more as a team. So I don't, I'm not saying Ronaldo's washed. I'm not saying he's done. He's just not the best fit for, I think, what Ten Hag wants to do and what United need right now. But he could easily go somewhere who is striker deprived and, and flourish and, yeah. and score 17 goals over, you know, a 25 week period. He, he well, still he has wants that to in. go, he wants to go to a, a Champions League club and it, no Champions League club wants him. So no, yeah, and I think he's given he, if he up wants that playing home. time. He's gonna have to let that dream die. Yeah, the last after the whole walking off the pitch thing and getting suspended for the cup game, um, his camp was putting out feelers to MLS clubs saying he is ready to come to America. So I think he's fully embraced that there's no Champions League for him. Uh, his best bet to play in Champions League again might be to stay at United and just deal with it. But then I don't know if they'll play him in the Champions League next year if they make it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, from what his camp has started to put out there is that he understands he's not going to a Champions League team. Um, he might come to the MLS and just make an insane amount of money playing in America. Well, That'd be fun because the latest rumor, and this has nothing to do with the Premier League, is that Messi is coming to Miami, Inter Miami, next really? year. So we could we could get a chance to see uh, Ronaldo, Messi, play out their their rivalry here in America. It'd be a great way for them to get to like nine hundred goals. <laughs> so totally. <laughs> you saw what Ibrahimovic did when he came to to LAFC. He just dominated. Yep. And then went back to Europe and dominated again. I mean, it's he's amazing. But again, that's that has nothing to do with the Premier League. So, yeah. well, let's take a look at American Watch. We already talked about Leeds getting the win. Aronson looked good again. He had a great chance that went off the post. Uh, Fulham got a clean sheet. Robinson and Ream, which. Whatever happened to Tim Ream, I don't know. I'll, I take it back. He's ca- he's captaining that that <laughs> full. I don't take it back. He was horseshit two years ago, but he's figured it out last year in the championship. Stuck with it, and he's captaining that squad. And they got another clean sheet, and and Fulham is in seventh, which is just which is remarkable. So, um, 
So Americans had a good weekend. Pulisic, Pulisic missed an open shot, which that hurts, but uh, he actually got the start, which which is good to see for him. So um, there were also some great goals over the weekend, like quite a handful of, of great goals. Um, I'm not even sure which one is the best. Uh, maybe the De Bruyne free kick off the post. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Uh, De Bruyne had a great free kick off the post. Um, Trissard for, for that first goal for Brighton, where he kind of danced around the defender and the keeper and slotted it away. That was a good one. Ben me, his scissor kick goal against wolves. That was really solid. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any offerings? Yeah, I mean, those are all solid. The Rashford header is, is a fun one to watch. That cross is beautiful, and he just pounds it in with his head. Yeah, those the powerful headers are always fun. So uh, fun. Almiron for Newcastle, he had a great one, too. He's playing out of his mind right now. Um, so Almiron, <laughs> he's yeah. not, he, not going to make my Kyle Walker all-star team. But he makes he looks like a real life Fortnite character. <laughs> That's if you funny. played Fortnite, you know what I mean. But he kind of yeah. looks like an anim, like a real life anim character walking around the pitch. There's just something like funny about his like face. Anime, and laugh and smile. Anime, sorry. Yes, anime. Oh. He's like a live anime person on the pitch. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for Almiron. He he came over from the MLS, and I remember when Newcastle signed him. He uh, it was like I think the biggest signing from MLS to the Premier League doesn't happen very often. So that was uh, I remember it kind of being a big deal. So it's good to see him him celebrating. Well, let's jump to best bets. Chris, do you have time to lead us through yeah, best man. bets? I sure do. So last week, you guys may be surprised to hear this. We struggled <laughs> unless your name was Andrew, but that's because Andrew picked a pretty big favorite. So it's okay. He's making money. We're not. Um, Nate, you had Brentford over Wolves that didn't hit, which I think you're okay with. I am. Uh, I had Chelsea over Brighton that didn't hit. Uh, Kyle had Fulham, <laughs> Fulham over Everton. Um, Kudos to Kyle for getting a pick in this week. Let, he did. Let's, let's recognize that. So he's not going full in this week. And then uh, Tim had Liverpool over Leeds. None of those hit. But Andrew went with hit. Um, he went with the Spurs. Don't call them the Spurs. He went with Spurs over uh, Bournemouth, and that cashed. So he won sixty two dollars and fifty cents last week. All right, uh, I'm pulling up the rear by a lot. <laughs> And so it's time to get crazy. I'm taking Fulham over Manchester City at Manchester City for one reason and one reason only. It's plus 17 freaking hundred, and that'll bring me back into the positive. And you never know. City's played down to their competition. They smoke the best, but they play down to their competition. So I'm hoping that happens again this week. Nate, who are you taking? You'll be happy to know. Well, maybe not happy to know, actually. <laughs> but I'm taking United over Villa. Uh, Villa has Villa after they sacked Gerard 
had a great victory and then just looked like shit last week. I don't think they're a good team. Uh, and I think United is, and they're playing good and it's plus one ten. And so I will, I would love to take United plus one ten against a bad team. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great choice. One I looked at, but you know, anytime I bet on my team, they lose. So I, I got to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, our, our boys, Tim and Kyle, they are not here. Tim going back on his Liverpool train at plus one thirty five, And then, uh, Kyle, taking Tottenham Spurs plus 210 underdogs this weekend uh, in a huge match. So uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. It's probably the game of the week to watch, uh, but let's go to our, our leader. Well, he's not the leader in the clubhouse. He's the leader who's actually on the podcast. Andrew, who are you taking this week, buddy? I'm taking Wolves this week. I, I don't, um, I have no justification for this. I feel like they're due, maybe. Um, they're at home, and frankly, they're trying to avoid relegation. So I feel, what are my odds on this? Plus 240. Yeah, I'm going to make some money. There you go. I hope so. I'll kiss you on the mouth. Please don't. Too bad. <laughs> Take a different team then. Well, I'm going to stick with Wolves, but don't kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> So there's our best bets. Please don't bet Fulham over City with any sort of real money. Just Guys, that's a I, disclaimer. I, I feel like I need to throw out there. I told you that I have bet a dollar. I've bet a dollar on our parlay every week. So we we haven't won. We haven't even gotten close, to be honest. Like there's never been a weekend where I was like, oh crap, this parlay might hit. And most of the parlays end up being like plus 1300, maybe plus two, 2000. This one with this full in here, I'm so excited. Like, please, Lord, let this one hit because this parlay is probably going to be like 500 to one. So, yeah. this yeah, is going to be fun. I'll let you guys know. I'll, I'll bet it this after or this evening after the pod and I'll screenshot what it looks like. But yeah, especially because because it's not just it's not just the full over city, but we've got Tottenham. Well, I can't bet both Liverpool over Tottenham, Tottenham over Liverpool. So you're gonna have I'll to take, pick who you like more, Tim or Kyle. No, I'm gonna take Tottenham over Liverpool because it's the higher odds. So higher if I'm gonna odds, go okay. for it, I might as well I might as well parlay a plus one ten, a plus seventeen hundred, a plus two ten, and a plus two forty together. So that's fantastic. I'll let you guys know what that bet equals. So. I agree that Tottenham Liverpool is probably match of the week, but uh, there's actually a match that the rankings are higher and that's Chelsea Arsenal. Um, That's a, that's a London Derby. Um, So really it's probably the, the, it's definitely the match with the, the higher ranked teams, but, and it's a Derby match. So, uh, but both of those should be good over the weekend. Anything else you guys want to watch? I think those are the two clear cut. Yeah, no, those are the two best games. Uh, this may surprise you guys. I'm going to watch United versus Villa, though. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Wolves uh, Brighton, but I wouldn't re- recommend that to anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's just like being bored. Is that what you're going for, or what? No, it is absolutely not boring. My heart is pounding uh, in fear all for ninety plus minutes. Got it. And dread and shame. <laughs> all the emotions it's not boring it's horrible have you found a wolves bar yet 
No, there isn't one here. I wouldn't assume there would be. It's not, but I get it. Um, but I am right. going to go. I'm planning on uh, going to watch Wolves Arsenal with Titus at Yucca Tap Room in Tempe. Uh, I'm going to do a little research ahead of time to make sure that they don't beat up Wolves fans. But I think if I bring um, kids, I'm just saying, have you been to Yucca Tap Room before? I have. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not. It. It's not a place I'm afraid of, but it can be rough. Yeah, but it's going to be Arsenal fans. I think we'll be fine. All right, have fun. Yeah, that's right, an so I couldn't help myself. The parlay on those three comes out to plus 11,339, so it's $113 to one. It should be four matches, right? United. Well, you, can't, you can't pick one. Well, we have five of us, so it should be United, Fulham, oh, Tottenham, and Wolves. Oh, I forgot. You miss? I forgot Wolves. Hang on, that's going to get better. Oh, that's going to get even better. Yeah, I was going to say it should be 500. I bet it's close to 500. All right, here we go. It is now a plus 38,792, so $388 to one. I'll take that. It's not going to happen, but I'm still going to bet it for a dollar. It is fun. It is fun. Um, Andrew, which match are you going to watch and which team are you focusing on over the weekend? I forget. Always forget. I knew this was going to happen. I just need to tell you. You're going to focus yeah, on. Why Brighton. are you asking? Just tell well, because me. Because you're the one who told me. I shouldn't have to coach you in this. <laughs> Hold on. I already did Leicester. No, I just told you. You're doing Brighton. You're watching. I'm Brighton. doing Brighton. I'm doing and Brighton. You, and yeah. you're focusing on Brighton. Yeah. It's, they are an interesting team. I honestly, well, one, I didn't do a ton of research, but even the research I did, there's really not a lot to talk about with Brighton. Okay. Um, they, their ground is the Amex. Uh, Brighton is in the South Coast. Uh, the Amex Stadium holds thirty-one thousand eight hundred, so it's a decent, it's a de- decent sized uh, ground. Um, they were founded in nineteen oh one, so they're not even a really old club. I mean, they're old <laughs> compared to American sports teams but but not in english football they're not necessarily old um they're managed by roberto de zerbi he's done pretty decent and it's been a decent uh hiring but uh, it's because they lost graham potter who left to go manage chelsea uh players to watch they're so they're such an interesting team uh, Trissard, who we've talked about a lot, he's on our, our Kyle Walker enemy team. He's he's really a great player, though. Um, they have a, a guy, Alec, Alexis McAllister, good young player. Um, Pascal Gross. Um, their keeper is, is decent. Um, Sanchez. Honestly, I don't really know who you should, should watch. Trissard, Gross, and McAllister have scored um, 15 of their 16 goals. They don't have a lot of big names. I don't honestly know how they're as good as they are, but um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have a lot of glowing things to say about Brighton, but they'll probably look great against wolves. So you should, you should enjoy 
watching them play. Chris, anything you would add about Brighton? They have a lot of Kyle Walker all-stars on their team. Who else would you add to Troussard? Troussard and, um, gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name. That's why I didn't bring it up specifically. Uh, hang on one second. <laughs> Chris, you know who they have on their team who is barely playing? One of our all-time favorites, Tariq Lamptey. I know. They have Lamptey, and I totally forgot about him. He's just – I don't know if he's he got injured last season, but he is – He plays barely, very little. He's barely played. Oh, you know what it was is they uh, – what's his name? They shipped him away, though. Um, Mopey. Mopey. Oh, Neil Mopey. He's still on their team, I think. I thought he went to, like, Chelsea or something. I think he's – oh, he's at Everton now. Everton, that's where he went. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I guess I'll kind of take it back. It's true, sorry, but if Mope was still there. Yeah, I, could, I see that. I could I could give you that. But if Tariq Lamptey comes on, uh, he's fast. It looks like he's featured in almost all their matches, but he comes on for like 10 minutes or something. So he might be a change of pace guy at the end of a match. But uh, we like we like Lamptey. Can I interject? Yeah. This is the most boring conversation we've ever had on this podcast. It's, it typifies Brighton, to be honest. Like, we're searching <laughs> for things to talk about with them. Especially, especially when Brighton's playing Wolves. You're well, they're, right. They're going to win 3-0, so they'll look great. Let's go Wolves. Let's go Wolves. Gentlemen, anything else for tonight? Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate you. We're so glad you're here. Even if you're late. Uh, I'm really excited about the World Cup. I, I mean, I know we got a couple weeks still, but I'm really excited about the World Cup. You're allowed to be. You uh, are. I should be. Yeah. And also Glazers out. Mm. But yeah, Glazers out. Well, I will say, uh, follow us on soccer at Soccer Neophytes on Twitter. Um, Chris just left. He, he said Glazer's out and he just bounced. But you can follow us on soccer at Soccer Neo Fights. You can find us where all of your podcasts. If you're listening, I don't actually, this is an ending thing that podcasts do that doesn't make sense. If you found us and you're listening to us, I don't need to tell you where to find us. But what I can tell you is please rate and review us, stars, as many stars as you can put. Write nice things about us, please. That's it. With Especially that. me. I'm very Especially fragile. Me. Yeah, Andrew's fragile. Delicate. He's 42 yeah. now. Like a yeah. flow. Um, but with that, Andrew, any last words? Uh none. You're very good at hosting. Oh, thank you. You're so kind. Yeah. I will say Fosen out. <laughs>